Let's go, Big Daddy. Looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Lewis. Woke up this morning. It's sunny. Gotta check on my stocks. Gotta make me some money. I went into my app that's sitting on my phone. Got a lot of time because I'm stuck here at home. Buy, sell. What the hell? Because come four o'clock, I'm going to hear the bell. Gotta make me some paper so I can feel good. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. I got the money. I got it. I got those pesos. Me too. I got those pesos right here. IPOs, dividends, and options. Get rid of that stock, man. It's flopping. Roll over Roth, 401k. Get ready to invest. Make some money today. Trade clothes. Make a deal. What stock looks good? Let's spin the wheel. More money, more money, more money. Let's get this going. This is going to be good. Yeah. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Show me the money. Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood. Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood. I'ma just keep getting paid. Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood. Here we go. Show me the money. Show me the dinero. I got the money. Right here. <laughs> Welcome back to Big Daddy's Talk Tips from the Hood. Big Daddy, once again in the house. I got to tell you, I have these um, cheat days on Saturday. Saturday, I had, well, Friday, actually, I bought it because that's when it was on sale. I went to Giant Eagle. They had the Dutch apple pudding cake. Normally $4.99, on sale for $2.99. If you know anything about me, you can't put cake in front of me, okay? So I bought one on uh, Friday. That was gone by Saturday. I ate half on Friday, half on Saturday. And then on Saturday, I had, second, it was, that was my cheat day, you know. I had my uh, uh, chili dogs with onions. Now, you got to understand, I didn't have chili dogs for like five years because I had that colon, I had the diverticulitis. But once I had the colon resection surgery last April, then I was good to go. And so I had chili dogs, but I'm paying for it, man. I had to go out and uh, play some pickleball today to help get that weekend weight off of me, that weekend cheat date off of me, you know. Hey, by the way, great response last week. Thank you so much to everybody. Last week's show was phenomenal. Didn't know how it was going to be received. I had an idea, uh, but uh, the show was received just absolutely fantastic. There's the number on the, number on the bottom of the screen if you want to call. Any questions you got? We got a lot to talk about today. Let's jump right into it. COVID stocks right now. COVID-19 biotech stocks are going nuts. Okay? We'll start with Moderna. Now, Moderna has been the one. Chuck Letty told me about Moderna at $50. $50 a share. It rapidly went to $80 a share. Then it came back and it was in the 40s, whatever. Now it's cooking again because the FDA, it looks like the FDA is fast-tracking Moderna, who has a, a MRNX on the stock market. M, I'm sorry, MRNA. MRNA is Moderna on the stock market, okay? They are uh, supposedly going to be fast-tracking the regulatory process, with the U.S. government to try to get Moderna's vaccine to 
the public. And then remember last week, what did I tell you? I told you about Catalan. Did I not? CTLT on the stock market. I told you about Catalan. Catalan, if Moderna gets FDA approval, then Catalan will be the company that mass produces the vaccine that Moderna created. So that's number one. Right now, good looking stock to me. Okay. When I tell you, I'll never tell you about buying stocks or advising you to buy a stock, but I always will tell you what's interesting and attractive and sometimes delicious to me. That's number one. Then there's Novavax. Novavax has taken a nice bump. Novavax is another one that is NVAX on the stock market. NVAX. Though they were the major competitor like for the in the United States to Moderna. Okay? And their stock is going crazy. I think it's last I checked, it was like 112, 113. It's still going up. Okay, it's taking a nice bump. I told you about Novavax. Now, BioNTech, BNTX on the stock market, BNTX, German company that's been trying to, that's been fast tracking, trying to get a, a coronavirus, COVID 19 vaccine. And I always tell you, I, and we'll talk about how how you pick a, how to pick a good stock because I got a lot of questions privately last week after the show. How do you know what stocks to pick? How do you know it's a good stock? Blah blah blah. We'll get into all that. We also got financial analyst Bart Slack, my financial guru, longtime accountant. He is also a financial analyst. He's coming up at twelve thirty to tell you about. People always ask the difference in 401k, a rollover IRA, a Roth IRA. He'll get into that and also some potentially exciting news for Tesla maybe coming up in the near future. So stay tuned for Bart Slack. He's coming up at the bottom of the hour right here on the BSD. So now BioNTech is, like I said, is the, is the other COVID-19 company that's trying to fast track their vaccine. They're in bed with Pfizer. I believe PFE on the stock market. Pfizer, you've heard Pfizer before. Now, when I look at a good stock, I, when I see somebody, as I, as I study, I research all the time because i got nothing but time. I'm still quarantined at home until probably December. And who knows, the numbers are going up again. Eh? Everybody's talking because I believe DeWine is speaking today if he hasn't already spoke to talk about the latest on what's going to be happening in Ohio. He said he was going to do it county by county. So I, after the show, i got to find out what he's saying because a lot of bars and restaurants and clubs and things like that, they're afraid that he might be wanting to close down the state again. And he said he wouldn't, but it, these numbers are going up. And now there's like a required mask wearing everywhere. So anyway, when I looked at BioNTech, I, I do the uh, market watch. I have that come down. You know, you got the phone and then you flip down the, the phone and you get that list of stuff. That I, I, I get the market watch every day. So I watch out for what's going on. You know, with Tesla, with Amazon, with Netflix, with Apple and Google and BioNTech and, Mer and Moderna and uh, Novavax. Okay, so when I saw that, what? I didn't ask you to tell me anything, woman. Leave me alone, Leticia. <laughs> anyway, so when I researched BioNTech, because I did this months ago, I started researching the different biotech companies that were trying to they were in the phase one and then the phase two of trials for their vaccines all right then i saw moderna moderna was the first one that chuck galetti told me about 
And then I saw, uh, I found Novavax myself, N-V-A-X. And then I saw BioNTech, and it says German company. But then when it said that Pfizer had partnered up with BioNTech, I said, really? That's when you talk about what's a good stock? I want to know who's in bed with these companies. And I said, Pfizer, they make a lot of money. So that's when I started investing in a little BioNTech, B-N-T-X. Uh, last I checked, they were all up to date. Novavax, Moderna, BioNTech, Pfizer, I think, was up a dollar or two. I forget. And then the last one, which you all know, is Johnson & Johnson. Did you know that the government, a few months ago, gave Johnson & Johnson a half a billion dollars to fast track their COVID-19 vaccine. And soon as I said, Johnson & Johnson, the government, a half a billion, I said, really? <laughs> you better get out the mustard and catch up with me. Soon as I saw Johnson & Johnson, I said, oh, that's it. That's it. I think it's time for me to buy me some BioNTech, to buy me some Johnson & Johnson, to buy me some Moderna, to buy me some Novavax, to buy me some Catalan. So once again, on the stock market, if you decide that this is what you want, do your research. Moderna, M-R-N-A, on the stock market. Novavax, N-V-A-X, on the stock market. Pfizer, P-F-E, I believe it is. Uh, Johnson & Johnson is J-N-J, J-N-J, and Catalan which is the company that's going to mass produce the vaccine if Moderna gets FDA approval. Catalan is the, going to be the mass supplier or mass producer of the vaccine that Moderna comes up with. One more time, they are CTLT. CTLT, Catalan. I want to say thank you to Dirty Kurt. Uh, I thanked him yesterday on Facebook because he was the one who gave me the idea of Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood. And a lot of people thought, I'm just joking around because they know me as a comedian and, you know, funny person, blah, blah, blah. And they thought this was just going to be a fun show. When they said, oh, Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood, they thought, yeah, it's going to be a hood, you know. He's just going to have some fun, whatever. And then they saw the show last week. They, this guy is serious. Really? Yes, I am. Get out the mustard and catch up with me. Now, so thank you to Dirty Kurt. I was having lunch with Dirty Kurt and Tim Alcorn, the new radio play-by-play guy for the Cleveland Cavaliers. This was uh, a couple months ago now. And uh, Tim Alcorn said to me, he goes, Marty, we were having uh, lunch outdoor at uh, Panini's, uh, Clegg in Detroit, in Bay Village. And Tim Alcorn sees me just steady checking my phone. He goes, what are you doing over there? Stock, stocks? I, go, I said, yeah, I'm checking the stock market. I've kind of become a day trader. He goes, really? He goes, really? <laughs> and I said, yeah. He says, you know what? I've always wanted to Alcorn, I'm talking. He said, I always wanted to get into stocks and trading and blah, 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 but I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I go, Tim, you're not alone. There's a lot of people. This is why I'm here, people. And I made a big mistake uh, Monday or Friday. Could have been Monday. Anyway, I'll tell you about that coming up too. I made a big one. See, that's why I'm here, people. I make the mistakes, the rookie mistakes, I'm making them so you don't have to. I am the chum. <laughs> so when I play pickleball, I play pickleball with the with Pizza Bob's Dirty Dozen, Elite Dirty Dozen. 
is 12 players who are pretty damn good. And they have invited me into the group. And I am getting a pickleball education. It is like pickleball boot camp training camp. I'm playing with the elite of the elite in Northeast Ohio. Some of the 12 of some of the best players they are. And they invited me. And Rick the Ruler, who told me he was going to be watching the show today, retired Cleveland cop Rick M. Rick the Ruler, just fantastic player. I just gel well with him, okay? So anyway, Dirty Kurt says, so I start rambling off the Tim Alcorn why I'm a day trader. By necessity, I'm stuck at home. I don't know when we're going to be back to work. It could be December. Who knows? We got to see how this thing with the bubble goes in Orlando. When they start playing again soon, if that goes well, then hopefully by next season, I'll be working by mid-November. I'll be getting uh, preseason games in. So anyway, I'm just rambling off stuff to Tim Alcorn and Dirty Kurt. And Dirty Kurt is looking at me intently. And so so I, five minutes, I'm just rolling, man. I'm rolling it off. It's rolling off the tongue about why I play the stock market and how you get in and this and that and get the Fidelity app here and the, and the Acorns in there and the TD Ameritrade. And after I get done, Dirty Kurt's looking at me. He goes, you know what? I know absolutely nothing about stocks, Marty. But after hearing you for five minutes, I would watch that. I'd get into that. I could get into that. I'd listen to that. He said, you should call it like Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood. I said, really? Ding, 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 ding. Lights just went off and everything. And that's how this show was made. So thank you to Dirty Kurt. Tim Alcorn is a uh, uh, supporting actor. <laughs> but Dirty Kurt is the one, Kurt McLaughlin, who's the wingman, assistant producer down at the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network, who I miss terribly because when we do the games, he's funny. He's like Robin Williams or Chris Rock. He's like the funniest kid you ever see. And you can ask anybody from the Cavaliers. Dave Dombrowski, Casey Coolis, Scotty Z, uh, uh, Joe Freachin, Pete. Everybody, they, Kurt, as soon as he starts talking, you just start laughing because he's got that face. He's like a little Irishman, but he don't take no crap off of nobody. Anyway, make sure, before I forget, make sure you follow Big Daddy Stock Tips on the Hood on my Facebook channel, which you can get on Facebook, and my YouTube channel. It helps out a lot. Don't cost you anything. So just hit the subscribe on the YouTube channel if you're watching on YouTube or you go to YouTube and watch any of the previous shows, okay, which is only two as of right now. But there's still a lot of GLC shows and stuff up there at uh, Facebook, I mean, on the YouTube channel. So thank you for that. All right. So here's what's happening. Did you see what happened to Tesla? You heard me last week tell you about Tesla, right? I bought him at 983, bought three shares. Well, Monday, it goes nuts. Tesla was up early $215 a share. It got up early, like maybe 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning. So, so now, I text my two financial gurus, Bart Slack and Bill Bender. You know Bill Bender from the GLC show. Longtime partner. They are both my financial professors. They got me into this thing and now they tell me what. So now I, st I start texting both of them. Go, Tesla, go. Go, Tesla, go. I've been telling everybody about Tesla. And look at them. They're up to $1,744 a share. And I bought them at $983. So now Bender and Bart both text me back and says, Bender says just one word, careful. 
I'm like, what do you mean, careful? What are you talking about? I'm rolling. I'm making money. I'm almost double my investment on three shares of Tesla. And then Bart Slack says, you may want to start setting a sell price on your stock. Because at some point, the market is going to correct itself. So I said, okay, thank you so much. That's why I love you guys. So now I go into my Fidelity and I do a stop loss at $16.50. It was $17.44, up $215. I'm rolling along. I'm up a grand for the day with my Amazon and my Tesla and my, my Netflix. Netflix is coming out tomorrow with their earnings report. First, I heard that they were going to say they made more money in Q2 than they thought they were going to make. And that's because everybody was quarantined at home in April, May, and June. That's Q2, quarter two of the year. There's four quarters in the year, quarter two. The earnings report is coming out tomorrow morning. I said, ooh, I got to get, really? I got to get some Netflix stock. So anyway, I'm looking at all my stuff. I'm up a thousand bucks. I'm like, yeah, I'm rolling. Because initially, I liked, as a day trader, I would like to make a thousand bucks a week. Day trading. Well, <laughs> Monday morning, 11 o'clock, I'm already there. I'm, I'm over a thousand bucks profit. Tesla's going crazy. Bill Bender says, careful. Bart says, you may want to make a sell point. So I go on there and I set it at 1650. What happens? Right after lunchtime, the market goes nuts. I'm looking at my Tesla dropping like a rock. And I'm going, oh, it's happening. It's happening. What's going on? So now I set my, because I bought Amazon at 2661. I bought one share, then I bought another share, about 3000 So Amazon was up first, almost 100 bucks on Monday. And so I set a stop loss at 3200 for Amazon. I said, I bought them at 2660 3200 I'll take my five and a half or six and a half hundred, whatever it was. And I'll take my profit, no problem. Well, thank you. God, I did that because all of a sudden, Moderna, I mean Moderna, Tesla went from $215 a share to minus 38 in the matter of about a half hour. It may not even be that. Now I understand. If you remember trading places, you remember when the guys who were training Eddie Murphy how to be a stock trader, okay? And he was, and they were at the floor and he was saying, wait, wait, wait. Or it was Dan Aykroyd after they had caught the two guys, okay, uh, Amon, DeSante, or whatever the hell his name was. Anyway, they were in the trade, and they were saying, wait, 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 now. And all of a sudden, that's self, so-and-so-and-so, self, and the whole market goes crazy. Well, people were taking their profit margins, and I didn't take it at, I should have set my stop loss at, stop loss at 1700 but I didn't. I said, I take $1,650. That means I, buy, I bought three shares in $983. i will make at least $650, $660 per share. I'm happy with that. Almost $2,000 profit on the three shares of Tesla, okay? I'm happy with that. I'll take my $600 profit on the, on the Amazon. I'm happy with that. Thank God. Bill Bender. And Bart Slack told me about the stop loss. I told you, people, I'm learning. I'm still new to this game. I'm learning. So I got out, and Tesla's been dropping ever since. <laughs> I jumped back in today, I think at 14, almost 1,500. And last I checked, it was down. Amazon is down. But that's okay. Because like I said, Bart Slack is coming up at 1230. 
with some potential news you don't want to miss about Tesla. And if these two things happen, right now I bought four more four shares of Tesla. I sold it on Monday. Now I bought it back today. Okay. Now I'll tell you in a minute why I had to wait to buy it back today and not yesterday or Tuesday. Okay. I made a big boo boo when I got my hand spanked. I got to thank Richard Cole for this. By the way, Richard, thank you for being a loyal viewer, listener to the show. He mentioned to me privately last week after last week's show, Marty, you can't do that. A trade and sell three times in a day. You just call a free ride and you can't do that. And, all that. and I didn't understand any of this yet. I'm still learning, people. I make the mistakes so you don't have to. So anyway, that was my Tesla story, but I'm back. I'm still going to hang with Tesla because when Bart Slack comes up, once you hear this potential news about Tesla, <laughs> you may say to yourself, really? You better get out the muscle and catch up with me. All right, so the other thing I did, I, I, I told you last week that at some point I was going to talk about how to flip that stock, okay? Now, I used to have interns, as you remember, on the Trevisano show. And I had a couple of gorgeous, I had a lot of gorgeous female interns. But two of them, one girl told me how they like to flip men. Yeah, we go to the bars and we flip them. What the hell does that mean? She goes, well, we go to the bar, we sit at the bar, and we let guys buy us drinks, buy us some, some, some finger food or whatever, buy us a meal, and we let them spend the money because guys, you know how guys is, bees to honey, Guys thinking, I'm going to get this girl. I'm getting laid. And the girl, the, the ones who do this, flipping men, they let you buy them the drinks. They let you buy them the food. They dance with you all that long. At the end of the night, they go home alone. They say, thank you so much, you know. And then this guy is just infatuated with the girl. The next thing you know, he's buying her jewelry and he's buying her this and that and that. And she let him go as far as he wants, but she ain't sleeping with him. They call it flipping men. Well, I flipped stocks, and Richard Cole told me afterwards about you. You can't do that. You can't do the free ride, this and that. It didn't make sense to me because I'm still a rookie, kind of, all right? So here's what I did, and follow me here, okay? So I'm going to try to figure out how they told me at Fidelity, all right? Because all of a sudden, when on Monday, or was it Friday? Friday. I saw that Netflix was going to come out with an earnings report next week, meaning tomorrow. This was back on Friday. So I still had one share of Google at, uh, I forget what it was, 1500 whatever, you know. I had two shares of Apple left. So now, on Friday... I sell my Apple and I sell, I sell my two Apples and I sell my Google. And then I buy Netflix because I hear this story about they said they had more money than they thought they made in Q2. And the earnings report is coming up where they were supposed to say that they made a lot of money. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. I want Netflix. But first I bought Walmart because I heard Walmart was coming out with a new they were going to challenge Amazon Prime. Walmart has their own Prime coming up in sometime this month. I don't know if it's happened yet, but supposedly the story's coming up. So I sell Google, and I sell my two apples, and I buy eight shares of Walmart on Friday. Then over the weekend, I hear about Netflix. So come Monday, I said, eh, 
the Walmart was down a couple points. They made eight points on the Friday when I bought them. But then come Monday, they down. I go, ah, enough of this. You know me. I'm a day trader. I got to move. I got to go. You got to get out the mustard and catch up with me. Okay? So now I buy Walmart eight shares on Friday after selling Google and Amazon. I buy the Walmart. But then on Monday, because I heard about Netflix over the weekend, I sold the Walmart and bought Netflix. I didn't know that was a no-no. So the next thing you know, Normally, when I sell a stock, I have cash available to trade. That's them being loyal to me in good faith saying, okay, you sold your Google, you sold your two apples. Now, this is the money you made available to trade because it hasn't settled yet. This is the money you got to trade, cash available to trade. And I did it. But what I didn't know is that you have to technically wait two days when you buy and if you buy a stock, unless you have the money settled in cash to cover the new stock that you buy in, you're supposedly wait supposed to wait two business days. So in other words, if I bought the Walmart on Friday, I can't sell it on Monday. I have to wait two business days, so then I think I could sell it on Tuesday. But I didn't. I bought the Walmart after flipping Google and two apples. I bought the Walmart. That was on Friday. Then Monday comes. I hear about Netflix over the weekend. I sell the Walmart and buy the Netflix. Well, that's a no-no. And now I'm on probation until October. <laughs> so now if I sell, if I sell something on Monday, I have to wait till Wednesday before that money is settled for cash. Before I can buy another stock. Now, if I got money settled in my cash, I can buy and sell as much as I want. I can trade as much as I want, as many times as I want, long as I got the money to cover it. But I didn't. And then I called. So yesterday was the first time since I've been trading stocks that I was out of the game because I used all my money to buy all these stocks in anticipation of good things happening. <laughs> and yesterday... I had to wait until today for my stocks that I sold Friday, Monday to settle, which was today. And yesterday, I was like, a, I've never tried crack in my life. But I said to myself, this must be what crack is like. Because I couldn't do any trading. And it drove me absolutely crazy. Big, big Daddy Stock Tips on the Hood. Coming up. Coming up at 12.30, Bart Slack, just a few minutes from now. So let me go ahead and get the Goldberry Roasting Company commercial in. I told you I'll go play pickleball. And again, I want to say hi because I'm going to lunch with uh, Pizza Bob, Pizza Bob Zuckerman. He used to own the uh, Romeo's Pizza, sold it, got rich, living the life. And he wants to start maybe being doing a little bit of day trading. So we're going to meet uh, for lunch at 1.30 after the show. And we're going to go over that. Also, hello to Rick. Want to shout out to Pat Butler, my main man, iHeart Traffic, loyal member to the BST already. Gary Lee from Ponta uh, Pontasting, Podcasting Dangerous on the Savage MMG Network. I got to check with Gary because right now I still think they're on Thursdays from 6 to 8. Gary, please don't yell at me if I got it wrong. But just uh, search on Facebook the Savage MMG Network or Podcasting Dangerous. My main man, Gary Lee, and the boys over there. 
Bishop Savage, all those guys got great shows over there. Want to say hello to Joe Avello, my Southern Exposure. You remember him from the GLC? He's doing his own thing now on Sunday nights, I believe 6.45 to 8.45, I believe. On Sunday nights, just search My Southern Exposure, and you'll get Joe Alvello's show and a little, and here's a little little secret I can tell you. Carlita, who was on the GS, on the uh, GLC, is now on Joe's show every week. And if you know Carlita, yeah, okay, obviously she's smoking hot, but she's also got great ideas and great things that she likes to talk about. She's moving to her new salon to Rocky River. So hello to all you people out there. And once again, thank you to Dirty Care. I go Berry Roasting Company. So I told you about I go play pickleball, right? Well, I love Goldberry Roasting Company coffee. Goldberryroasting.com. Goldberryroasting.com. It's the best coffee in the world. I love the Kenya AA. I love the uh, Brazil. I also like the, the uh, Sumatra. Okay, the Guadalajara. They got some great coffee. But I go play pickleball Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays with the elite players at 7 a.m. So what I don't want, because you know sometimes you drink coffee, it's kind of a diuretic. So what? I, and, but if you know anything about me, I hate porta potties. They skeeve me out. Well, where I go to play, they got a porta potty. Okay, there's two courts where I go to play. The porta potty is by the one court. Okay. Last Wednesday, I'm playing with Rick the Ruler. I'm playing with Slingshot Chris. I'm playing with Cheryl the Pearl. I give all of the elite players nicknames. They've got a whole bunch of nicknames. So now the porta potty guy comes to clean the porta potty. He comes every Wednesday. To empty out the porta potty, people, I got to tell you, there are two things in life I know I'm never going to do. I, now, no matter how much money they offered me, I would not do it. One is uh, working on the scaffolding. It's like, you know, 100-story plus building, and you working up there. Even though you got a rope tied to you, you're walking on this thin freaking piece of metal as you're working to continue to build this big towering building. I can't do that. No matter, no amount of money in the world. The other thing I can't do, I cannot be a potty, potty emptying guy. Because this guy showed up to empty the porta potty. The smell that came from that truck when he went to empty this porta potty was unfreaking believable. What does this have to do with, with Coberry Roasting Company coffee? All I'm saying is, I don't want to have the stuff you're, you're standing there and you're trying to do your thing. It's not on solid ground. It's like rocking the stuff you're, you're standing there and you're trying to do your business and the thing is rocking. And I think somebody's going to try to play a trick on me and knock the damn thing over and all that crap in the bottom of that porta potty is going to be all over me and I'm going to kill somebody. Go Berry Roasting Company. But when I'm done playing pickleball, the first thing I do is come home and get Go Berry Roasting Company coffee because it's that's delicious. When you play with these elite players of pickleball players, afterwards and you're lucky enough to win one game with these guys because they're that good and i always used to get at least one win in there rick the ruler carl the demoralizer those guys are just the best goldberry roasting company coffee you got you you the thing about trying to close a client you got to have two good things you got to be a pretty decent golf a golfer because that's what they like the rich guys they like to golf and the other thing is you got to have good coffee. So you're trying to close somebody. The thing you want to do is have good coffee. Go Berry Roasting Company. And don't forget, hold on one second. I'll be right with you. So if you want the best coffee in the world, GoBerryRoasting.com. And when you go there, make sure you put in a coupon code GoldberryBST. GoldberryBST. You get 10% off your, your order. Go Berry Roasting Company. 
damn, that's some good coffee. All right, let's go to our phone lines now. This Bart Slack. Yes, sir. How are you, Bart Slack, our financial analyst, longtime guy? Our Bart, Bart, I was talking earlier about when I was uh, texting you and Bill on Monday, saying, "Go Tesla, go!" And both of you guys are cautioning me. Bart, uh, Bill Bender is like, "Careful!" And then you write back, "You, you may want to start uh, uh, thinking of a sell point for that Tesla." Uh, and you did. And I did. I did it. You're smart. I did it maybe the 10 minutes after I talked to you guys. And within a half hour, the freaking market went crazy. And, and my Tesla, which was up 215 points, dropped down to like minus 38 within a matter of a half hour. Now, was that the, the first question is, was that the market correcting itself that I've heard you've heard you've talked to me so many times about? Well, with, with Tesla, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't follow Tesla as much as you do, but um, I know typically what can happen with some of these run-ups is that people, once it gets to a certain point, they figure, they figure you know, I'm going to take my profits and get the hell out of here. And they start uh, dumping the stock. And, uh, you know, that, that can happen in, in the blink of an eye, and that's probably what happened with Tesla. I mean, um, you, you got to remember about Tesla uh, – they're not making a lot of cars. I mean, they're, this stock price right now is is kind of on the sizzle, if you know what I mean. I mean, it's it's on uh, on the future. I don't know what their earnings are and stuff like that, but it is an emotional roller coaster. I mean, it's down it's down twenty four points right now. Yeah, uh, I know. It dropped like crazy that one day that you sold it, which was which was. I mean, that's a smart thing to do. You're you're way ahead of the game for a guy that just got into this thing is to put a stop loss in. When you've got uh, a volatile stock like Tesla or or Netflix, I mean, some of these things can jump up and down like crazy. And and what you did was smart. You know, you get in, you watch it go high, and, and you want to protect yourself from a crash, which which could happen with Tesla. I mean, it's at fourteen eighty nine right now, and you stopped out at what sixteen fifty? Sixteen fifty, yes. Yeah. See, you you know, I used to know you when you had no money. I know. You didn't know. <laughs> You didn't know. You didn't know what a stock from a bond from a, a, a cashier's check. Listen, I told the people last week. I said up until about a year and a half ago, I lived a paycheck to paycheck pretty much my whole life, and then. Once I started talking to you and I started talking to Bill, and Bill is the one who to- who got me into being a day trader, you're more of a guy who likes to buy the stock and keep them and let them ride and let them go where the market go. You, you're not one of those yeah. active day trader types. I'm, I'm correct in saying I, I'm that? I'm not. I'm not. That's that's right. You got more balls than I do. I mean, you got to have... You got to have a sound stomach to go in and out like you're doing, but I mean you're doing it the right way. I mean you're setting stop losses. You're picking good stocks. Yes, I'll say that. You know, from a kid from the hood. <laughs> All right, so we're talking to our Bart Slack, our financial analyst, who will join us every week on the show around twelve thirty. So Bart, I was I teased the people earlier in the show, told them you were coming up at twelve thirty with some potential exciting news about Tesla that you told me about off the air. Tell the people about what you what you uh, re- well, heard. This is kind of what is out there um, around the water coolers and stuff, um, or in some of the publications, some of the some of the uh, uh, the business websites and stuff. They're talking about why is Tesla, you know, so hot right now? What's going on? And and one thing that sparked their their move up the other uh, last week was apparently Tesla made an announcement of 
an announcement in September. All they did was announce that in September we're going to have an announcement. And all and just that thing, the announcement of an announcement rockets the stock because everybody's speculating that the announcement coming up in September is Tesla is going to unveil what they're terming as the million mile battery. Wow. Which means, you know, I don't know if it's going to go a million miles without recharging, but apparently, you know, now most, if you notice, Tesla's cars now, the battery will run 250, 275 miles before you have to recharge it, which, you know, eliminates any type of long-term trip, basically, because you got to keep recharging the thing every 275 miles. And you don't know now, where these places are. If you're traveling, right. you don't know where the places are where you're supposed to recharge the battery, and you can kind of your battery could kind of go dead before you get to the next place and find it to recharge it. Exactly. So what this million mile battery can do is unleash a Tesla car from being basically a commuter to work car. You know what I mean? Or or driving around the uh, uh, the interstate in the area that you're you're at. I mean, you could rack up 250 miles. Uh, pretty quickly. I mean, my commute, my commute to 70 was, uh, you know, 55, 60 miles, 60 miles a day. You know, you can, you can, you can run out of battery life pretty quickly. Right. Right. Um, so this thing, this million mile battery, I mean, that's like a game changer that would, that could potentially just, you know, uh, eliminate the internal combustion engine. I mean, you don't have to, you would con- conceivably have to just charge it once and you're like good forever. I know. I mean, and then, and, and, and when that, that hit the rumor mill on Tesla, it was like the stock just went wild. Yeah, I saw that. And, and it looks like battery day is September 22nd for the audience. Battery day is September 22nd for Tesla. Whatever, oh. whatever this announcement they're going to make, it's supposedly on on September 22nd, and it's called Battery Day. So I'm hoping that's why I bought back into Tesla and bought me four more shares. And I said, I'm just going to stay now. Even though I know it's down now, I, I I have a feeling it may rebound and start going up again. So I think I'm gonna, I, I had a nice profit the first time. I'm going to stay yep. this time. Talking to Bart Slack, financial analyst. Now, the other thing you mentioned about the S&P. Talk hey, to the audience about a, that. Did, Mark, Go ahead. Did you? Did you put a stop on Tesla when you rebought it? Uh, I did not, but I'm going to right after I talk to you. I may do it at fourteen hundred. Yeah, you know what I mean, and and yeah. and sell again because it may go down more, which I'm suspecting before it starts going back up again. And I do want to protect myself, you know. Yeah, yeah, you don't want this thing crashing in front of you. The other thing about Tesla, if you got a second, go ahead. Um, you know, there is. Uh, there was discussion that Tesla is going to be added to the S&P 500 index. Really? And, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, you know, that's that's the primary index for for the market. I mean, the that's, Dow. That's the one I'm in. Got, I'm in the S&P. Yeah. So by you being in the S&P, it means you own a part of 500 different companies that yes. make up the S&P. Yes, and the reason you get in there, you're you're an ETF or a mutual fund. Like Fidelity has these mutual funds, the S and P mutual fund, and Fidelity Investments actually buys the the stocks in the S and P 500. They buy those stocks, those 500 stocks, and then parcel them out through their mutual fund. For a guy like Marty Allen or Bart Slack, can buy a share of that mutual fund and participate in the S and P 500. Well. When a new stock is added to the S&P 500, 
Um, first of all, that new stock comes in. These mutual funds have to buy it because it's now part of the S&P 500. Got you. So it's an automatic buy program. If this stock is going into the S&P 500, we got to buy it because our mutual fund is made up of the S&P 500 stocks. So this stock is coming in. We got to buy it. That's the other thing that was driving Tesla up there. There was discussion that, that Tesla is going to be added to the S&P 500, which drove drove buying uh, like through the roof on Tesla. And, of course, uh, by them going into the – if they do initially go into the S&P, that's going to be good for people who own Tesla stock? Yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. Good. Let's sure. go, Tesla. Let's go. Come on, Muskie. Let's go, Elon. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You should hey, you should have a picture of him behind you instead of the uh, the ticker symbols. Right, I, I, I'll get a picture of him. Trust me, I'll, you know me. If it, if it could be done technically, I'm going to do it. I talk once again talking to Bart Slack, financial analyst. I right, Bart, real quick, tell the people what the difference is because I get asked it all the time, and I try to explain it. What's the difference between the 401k, the rollover IRA, and the Roth IRA? If you can talk about it real quickly. Oh my. Um, well, you know, and why IRA, can't I get the four hundred one k? Unless, why can't I get into the four hundred one k? I got to be employed by a company that has employees yeah. before I can get into. For why is that? Well, that's that's the rule of. The, I mean, the four hundred one k is a, a a code section that allows a person who has wage income to defer some of that wage income and put it in, in into a retirement account. They get a tax break on it. Uh, their 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 growth in the retirement account is not taxed. Uh, that's part of an an internal revenue code. That's the four hundred one k is a reference to a code uh, section in the in in the internal revenue code that allows this type of of, of retirement investment investment. So uh, it's subject to a lot of rules. I mean, whenever the IRS gives you a tax break, man, I mean they expect you to follow a bunch of rules. And one of the rules is, I mean, you have to be, you know, you have to have wages. You have to be employed by a company that sponsors the plan, gotcha. uh, a 401k plan. And then the company is allowed to say, uh, to, to set up certain parameters uh, for allowing a person, an employee, to participate in that plan. So there's, a, there's some hoops. I mean, you can't just go out in a shelf and get into, get into a 401k plan. I mean, you've got to have, you got to be employed. You got to have wages, and you got to have a, a company that sponsors a four hundred one k plan. Gotcha. So those are the things. A lot of them, uh, a lot of companies now. I mean, if you, if you're, if you're employed, they let you come in, even whether you're part time, full time. You know, uh, it, you can defer your wages into a four hundred one k plan. Right. Now, what, well, what could be limited is uh, a company can say, well, we'll match your your uh, contribution, but you got to be here a year, or you got to be here two years, or you got to be a full-time employee. They start when the company starts kicking in a portion of their money to help you out. Then they they're going to start making some rules about how long you have to be there and whether you're full-time, et cetera. All so right. There's there's a lot of hoops, but you know, I, anybody that's employed by a company that sponsors a 401k plan. It's a, you'd be a fool not to get into it. Right. Because I remember when I was at Clear Channel, they made match. They did a lot nice matching. And I know the Cavaliers yeah. does it as well, but I'm not full time at the Cavaliers, so I can't get into it there. I wish I could, but I do know that uh, the matching is very nice. All right, real quick, talk about the difference between a rollover IRA and a Roth IRA. 
Well, uh, a rollover is basically uh, uh, when you take your money from a, a employer-sponsored plan, like a 401k plan at, at your work. Say, say you were uh, contributing to the 401k at the cabs at uh, at Rocket Mortgage, um, and you left Rocket Mortgage, and you wanted to move that 401k money out of there. Uh, you would put it into a rollover IRA, which is basically just it houses um, retirement plan assets if you're moving from one job to another. You have, like, you would probably have a rollover IRA. You have an IRA uh, account at Fidelity. Yes. So if if you were in the plan, the 401k plan at Rocket Mortgage, and you left there, and you took the money out of your Rocket Mortgage 401k. You would park it into a rollover IRA, gotcha. where you could invest it the way you want through Fidelity. Okay. Um, uh, the Roth, because so I'm a rollover is basically you're, you're rolling it over from a, a one qualified plan and parking it into into an IRA. It's not it's not taxed at that point. It's still uh, uh, you know it's still tax deferred just by rolling it over. It's it's tax deferred. That's the thing about the rollover IRA. You can move the money. Without without a tax consequence. Got you. And then I'm in the Roth. So talk real quick about that. A Roth? Well, a Roth, uh, you know, an individual IRA uh, was started so that people can save for their retirement. And you got a tax deduction when you put money into an IRA. Uh, you, you got to deduct it off your taxes. Um, the uh, earnings in the IRA would grow uh, without a tax consequence until you started pulling it out of the IRA. Once you retired, you, you, you took the money out of the IRA, and then you started being taxed on it. Gotcha. Because the the IRS, you know, they gave you a break by putting the money into the IRA. They gave you a tax break. And then they say, okay, nothing's free. So when you start taking it out, we're going to start taxing you. That's basically an IRA. And uh, you'd get into an IRA if you think, you know, um, when I retire, I'm going to be in a much lower tax bracket, so I'll take the IRA. I'll get my deductions now when I'm making all kinds of money, and I need these deductions. And then when I retire and I don't need the deductions, I'll start taking it out and uh, uh, pay tax on it then. Now, the thing about the Roth, the Roth was designed to um, uh, let people uh, put money away. Now, you don't get a deduction when you contribute to a Roth, but... Um, the income the income generated in a Roth is is tax deferred, not only while it's in the Roth, but it's tax deferred. I mean, you don't pay tax on it when you pull it out of the Roth. So it's kind of uh, you know you don't get a break on on putting it in, but you also don't get penalized with taxes when you take it out. And if you're uh, fifty nine and a half, you can take it out without any penalties. Correct. Correct. Okay. I was going to make that point. Uh, Good. That's yeah. At fifty nine and a half, you can start taking it out of a Roth uh, without paying tax on it. So that's it's basically the the difference becomes between an IRA and a Roth IRA is the tax consequence of the contribution and of the deferral or the uh, withdrawal, the disbursement out. All right, talking to Bart Slack, financial analyst. Last one, and we'll let you get out of here for the week. Thank you for joining us. Uh, The market correcting itself, what the hell does that mean? Is is that what happened on Monday? or What what basically is the market correcting itself? Oh, boy. Uh, Correction, I mean... I'm not really sure what correcting itself, what they mean when they say that. Um, 
I know, I know, uh, first of all, a correction happens a lot of times. You know, correction in a market is anytime it moves between, you know, 5 and 10% down from the high, it's considered a correction. Those things last maybe a few months. Uh, they occur quite frequently, uh, as opposed to a, a bear. A bear market is when it really collapses, like it goes down 20%. But even those, you know, the, the bear markets don't last more than, you know, 10 months, less than a year usually. But okay. uh, the market correcting itself, I, 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 you know, these, you know, investors like you and me, we, we don't. We don't matter anything to the stock market. It's we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're the, the guys that matter are the big players. The you know the Fidelities, the Vanguard people, the, the 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 pension plans, the insurance companies. They're the ones that are moving billions of dollars, and they, you know, they may have um, some of these funds do like what Marty Allen did. Well, they'll they'll have uh, triggers uh, in their uh, stop losses, right? Um, and and we're talking, you know, billions of dollars were uh, of orders are placed if, you know, X number of stocks or this stock goes below uh, this price, then start to sell it. So, and that's why and that's why with uh, with Tesla, it moved so quickly from a positive of two fifteen to a negative of thirty eight because there were mass quantities of sell offs going on that made that sucker just move so fast. You know, and a lot of that's programmed. I mean, a lot of these institutions, like I said, they do what you do. They protect themselves on the downside. They'll set stop losses. They'll set, okay, if Tesla, if Tesla starts going between 1650 and under that, sell the thing. And then, But right. we're, talking, we're talking institutions that hold tens of thousands of shares of these companies. And once... You know, once these things trigger, the market goes down, they start to trigger these loss programs or these sell programs, then then that's kind of what I think they mean by self-correcting. It's already baked into the cake when things start dropping that the selling can accelerate because of these sell programs, and then the market is sort of correcting on its own. You know, that's gotcha. what I think they mean. All right, so next week uh, we're going to talk about the difference in a bull market, I've always heard it for years, a bull market and a bear market. We'll talk about that next week. And and also, I bitched last week about when an IPO come out, how come the brokerage firms get it and they can pick at the carcass before us uh, us uh, normal people can get to it. And, and it's like $20 a share more. We'll do all of that next week with you, Bart Slack, our financialist. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you hey, so much. I can, tell you, I can tell you when a bull market will start. Okay. When? A uh, bull market was will start when the big daddy Marty Allen starts buying those shares. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't even know what that is. When, I'm looking. When, when you get in there, when you get in there, then 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 that's when the bull market starts. When the big daddy jumps in. <laughs> Bart Slack, thank you so much. Okay. Okay. Take, Thanks. Take Talk to you later. Bye. All right. Bye bye. All right, right back on the BST. That once again, that's Bart Slack, our financial analyst. Now let's talk about today's stocks. Some uh, some interesting and attractive ones that we've talked about in the past. First of all, CGC. I told you I had over 365 shares. I told you the mistake I made with not taking my profit margins, and it cost me probably 13, upwards of $1,300. I now understand that. When will CGC make money? I can tell you right now. When four things happen. When edibles become normal, edibles with CBD and, and, and cannabis in them, that's number one. 
huge. Number two is cannabis banking. When cannabis banking, when the, the federal government has already approved one drug that is CBD plant-based, means weed, okay? They just call it that, CBD. So if the FDA can approve a drug, and that's what, we'll talk about that in a minute on our uh, upcoming stocks, that's when you'll see stock in CGC and other cannabis companies start to rise. When, when banks can start doing business with cannabis companies, without fear of reprisal. The other one is weed beer. I told you about that last week. Or, as they're going to probably call it, infused with CBD. Whenever weed beer starts, and that's why companies like Constellation Brands, Corona, and Modelo, whenever that's why those companies are getting in bed with cannabis companies. Because I believe that weed beer is coming, or CBD-infused beer. Okay, that's number three. And number four, the biggest problem with CGC is they can't sell in the United States. And that's what in the United States is like the biggest market for cannabis. And they and, and CGC is one of the biggest growers, cultivators of weed, but they can't sell to the United States. So when that until that happens, they are not going to be able to make a lot of money, I believe. In the stock market. And I'll, and I've always, I will keep an eye out on them because I, I believe in them because of Corona. Constellation Brands, Corona and Modelo. All right, GWPH. Remember I just mentioned just a minute ago about CBD plant-based? Well, you know what GWPH is? GW Pharmaceuticals. GW Pharmaceuticals. GWPH on the stock market. They're moving now. They're making good money. I think they were about 140 the last I checked. Okay, what is GW Pharmaceuticals? GWPH. Okay, they are the first, the very first FDA drug approved for the treatment of epilepsy. And they are almost completely, the drug is almost completely CBD plant-based. Another word for weed. So if the government is lightening its load on restricting the states from uh, having cannabis, then you know how they let each state go by themselves and do it. Well, now, if the, if the FDA, the Federal Drug Administration, if they have approved the drug that's made almost completely of weed, to me, that means cannabis banking relationship is going to come. And hopefully, some point, there'll be a, companies like CGC will be able to sell in the United States. IIPR, Innovative Industrial Property Resources, okay? They don't sell weed. They don't buy weed. They don't grow weed, but what I liked about them, they acquire real estate for the cannabis companies that do, like CGC, Medman, Tilray, all of these companies, Leave. they acquire real estate for you to build your big plant so you can grow weed, sell weed, buy weed, stores, everything. That's what IIPR is. Innovative Industrial Property Resources. IIPR doing very well. And last but not least, I told you last week, I mentioned that Zoom was different. Zoom teleconferencing was different from Zoom info. But I made a mistake and said Zoom was ZN on the stock market. It is ZM, obviously, for Zoom. Zoom teleconferencing is ZM. And, of course, Zoom info is ZI. That's the update on your stocks for the week. Now, 
People always ask about when to buy, when to sell. As you heard Bart Slack, our financial analyst, telling us, if I buy three shares of Tesla at 983 and it's 1744, again, this is where discipline is important. This is where discipline is important because what I should have done when that sucker went up 215 shares on Monday and it went from like 1541 to like 1744 somewhere in the 1746. I forget what it was, but it had made about $215. I said, Ooh, more money, more money. I should have set my stop loss at 1700. But again, I'm not going to cry over 50 bucks a share when I got three shares. Okay. I didn't made because I sold, uh, I had a stop loss at sixteen fifty, so I made at least sixteen uh, six fifty on three shares of Tesla. When to buy? Uh, that's up to you. Okay, it's a feeling. Like I said, for Netflix, my goal was to buy more Netflix in anticipation of tomorrow morning's earnings report from Netflix, where supposedly. When I watched Market Watch a week or two ago, it said that they were going to announce that they made more money in Q2, quarter two of this year, the months of April, May, and June, because a lot of people were, were stuck at home, and so they signed up for Netflix subscriptions, okay? And I said, ooh, that looks interesting and attractive and possibly delicious to me. But then yesterday, I flipped down my phone, I hear bling, and then there's the market watch with the stories on there, talked about Moderna, all of a sudden being fast-tracked, that they may have to, they may forego a lot of the regulatory uh, process that a drug needs to go through before the FDA will approve it. Well, now you know that the coronavirus, the COVID-19 numbers are going up and up again, all over every state, almost. You saw the thing, the story about New York. Uh, for the first day ever, did not have a new case of coronavirus. They had no cases, which was fantastic news because they were the epicenter of the cases. They were the ones who were getting the most. I think Detroit had a lot, but New York was one of the biggest. Well, they I believe it, it was either yesterday or two days ago, they had their first day of no new cases of coronavirus. So that is very important. So when to buy? I was going to do Netflix, like I said, in anticipation of tomorrow morning's earnings report, but then I saw a story on Market Watch that said some analysts downgraded their stock and said that the money that they had, because it was up to about five, uh, five fifty-five, five sixty, somewhere in there, I think it was, when I had a few shares of it, and now it's been dropping, and I got out. Okay, and I got in trouble for getting out, but I got out. <laughs> I didn't know. That's why I'm here, people. I will take on the mistakes. So you don't have to. And when to sell, you have to say to yourself, I want to buy, I want to buy this stock at this price. Let's give you a scenario before we get out of here. And as always, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Let's say I buy Google at 1500 And I want to make $300 per share. So, but I want to correct myself if it goes down. So there's a difference in a stop loss and a stop limit. A stop loss means is what I did with my Tesla. I put in there when the, when the uh, test, because I can't be right. At, you saw how fast Tesla dropped on Monday. Okay. 
I can't do it that fast because next thing you know, you're panicking. <laughs> you're on your app and you're over. I got to go over to trade, a transaction, a trade. Okay, two. I got how many shares? I got to test. I got three shares. All right, I got to put in there, chair, buy. Uh, I'm sorry, sell. Uh, three shares of Tesla uh, market uh, day today. And then hit submit. It says review order. Yes, I want to review the order. Bam. <laughs> and now it could be done dropped $60 a share by the time you're doing that. So protect yourself. When we're talking about when to sell, you want to buy Google at 15. You want to do a stop limit if you want to protect yourself and only lose 100 bucks a share of Google. So you do a stop limit. If the price falls below 1400 you bought it at 15 If it falls below 1400 you want to sell it. And okay, you take a $100 a share loss. Hopefully you only got, you know, 10 shares, but you've lost $1,000. But that, that's how you play in the market. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. So you set a stop limit to sell if the price falls below 1400 And then you want to sell. You said you want to make $300 of profit on Google. So then you sell. You put in the high, I want to sell if the price goes above once the price hits of that stock that you paid fifteen hundred for, once it gets to eighteen hundred, you put it in there eighteen hundred, you sell it, and you make your three hundred dollar profit. Now you can go about your day. You ain't got to worry about it. You bought it at fifteen. You want to make three hundred, so when it gets to eighteen, sell. But you also don't want to lose your shirt, so you want to set the low price. When it falls below fourteen hundred, you sell. So you see what I'm saying? Stop limit. Sell it at 14 or and take a $100 loss or sell it at 18 and take $300 per share of Google. Make sense? Makes sense. I love you guys. And always remember, I tell you, I will never ever tell you to not buy or to buy a stock or advise you to buy a stock. Okay? I only tell you about what stocks are interesting and attractive and sometimes delicious to me. Tesla is still my Seattle slew. I made my first initial profit, took my profit margins. Now it's down. I believe it's going to come back. Battery day coming up September 22nd. That's supposedly the day where they're supposed to make some announcement about their battery now for electric cars. I saw they've reduced some prices on some of their cars. If this is true, what Bart Slack, our financial analyst said, and they come up with a million-mile battery, oh, more money, more money, more money. Okay? More money, more money, more money. More money, more money, more money. I'm going to just keep getting paid. That's my delicious one. And, of course, right now, again, they're fast-tracking COVID-19 vaccines. Moderna, MRNA. Is close, supposedly. Novavax, NVAX, is close, supposedly. BioNTech, BNTX, German company, in bed with Pfizer. Really? They're supposedly close. All of the stocks, last time I checked, I'll be checking them as soon as I sign off here again. All those stocks are up. And, of course, Johnson & Johnson, you know J&J. You know Johnson & Johnson from everything. Supposedly, the government gave them $500 million a month or two ago to fast-track their vaccine. Those are the ones that are interesting and attractive. 
Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood, the BST. I will see you guys next Wednesday at noon. We'll have Bart Slack back again. We'll talk about bull market, bear market. We'll talk about uh, uh, why some companies, uh, why the brokerage firms get the IPOs at the price that we don't get them at. That ain't right. I need to pick at the carcass the same time they pick at the carcass. Okay, I want the choices meets. See you guys next week on Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood. You're good. You're good. You the man. Show me the money. Show me the money. More money, more money, more money. I'ma just keep getting paid. I got those pesos. I got those pesos right here. Ooh, delicious. This has been a Big Sexy Marty Allen production.